That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to A Few Things, where we give our greatest discoveries the podcast they deserve. I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. This show is brought to you by Of A Kind. Find out more and sign up for our newsletter at ofakind.com. Also, you can now call us at 833-632-5463, aka 833-OF-A-KIND, and leave us a voicemail. So exciting. Oh my gosh, so exciting. I'll feel really... Um, Sad if nobody leaves us a voicemail. I think we're going to get voicemails. Remember the joy of running home to check the answering machine? Of course I do. I didn't even have one for what felt like a really long time. And then when we, really? and then when we finally got one, I wasn't even so excited about people, um, like friends calling or yeah. anything. I just really what wanted, did you want? Who did you want to call? Um, people to hire me as a babysitter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would like, I really feel like so. you know, it's interesting. This didn't come up for years. <laughs> this this compulsion toward babysitting, but it's come up a lot in the last like two I months of podcast recording. Yeah. yeah, no, you, you're like you're like uh, babysitting seeking. Um, yeah. really. <laughs> I was like very aggressive about it. And I would put. <laughs> Were you hanging posters? Oh or, God, and stuff? Yeah. yeah. How else are you supposed to? Get <laughs> did, not, did you get Everywhere. that idea from the Babysitters Club books? I'm sure. Yeah. And I, I, would like, I, I agree that I'm sure that's where you got it from. I remember the key points that I would list were my age, the fact that I would be a babysitter or a mother's helper. Totally. <laughs> if you don't think I'm ready yet to like leave your children with me full time, I could just play with them in the basement. And I don't know why, given that I'm all of 12 years old, you wouldn't <laughs> think that I would be ready to watch your children. Um, hey, if you were a character on the Babysitter's Club, mm. who would you be? Yeah, I mean... I've spent a lot of time thinking about this, obviously. Um, I think it's, I don't really feel strongly towards anybody. While I was reading them, I felt most strongly uh, like for Claudia because of her affinity for fashion. Yeah, totally. Um, But I wasn't dyslexic. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't she dyslexic? I think so. It it, it just, I didn't see it coming. Um, I didn't see it coming. I didn't. Well, now I also feel bad because it. I'm not. She had some sort of learning disability, and I think it was dyslexia. Yeah, I was just. I was just surprised that 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 was the call out. I I also didn't have diabetes, so I couldn't be Stacy. Totally. I (laughs) is it the physical ailments that makes you align with a babysitter's (laughs) club character? Um, 
Mm. I would say, but I also felt really like you know I always wanted to be in charge, so Christy was no, really I, appealing. I to would me. say that you were like yeah. Christy with with Claudia with rising Claudia. or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, two fun facts about the Babysitters Club: my one of my best friends in like elementary school, Claire Gordon, was Anne M. Martin's goddaughter. Oh my gosh, which was huge, and one of the books was dedicated to her. <sighs> wow, wow. Um, and in fourth grade. At parent-teacher conferences, my mom like marched in with one serious concern, which was that I was only reading the Babysitters Club, and the teacher was like, "I think it's okay. Like we can just be happy she's reading." That's right. It, it yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> I read so much of the Babysitters Club, but I always skipped the second chapter because the second chapter of the book they just recapped like who was in charge of what in the Babysitters Club and how the meetings went, and I was like, "I know this. <laughs> God, like I get that Mallory and Jesse were. were junior members. I you don't have to tell me fifty-four times." I cannot believe you were that like savvy thank you i'm so impressed thank you did you ever get what was the little sister one christy no um there was like a whole series yeah 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 but wasn't her name christy Christy's the president of the bbc oh yeah Club. you know you're right um shoot i don't know but i never got into those no they weren't uh, me either. they weren't that good they yeah. were not that good yeah um i think i've read that what, are, they, are they coming out with new ones or something i don't know there's some development in the world of of Babysitter's Club. Um, this isn't even here what we're talking. We're here to no, talk I about, know. shockingly. Um, what's something, hey, what's something you're excited about on ofakind.com? First things first. I'm very excited about this Kosas tinted face oil that we have. Um, a tinted, first of all, I have to say, mm-hmm. tinted face oil, great name, great, yes. like, great, great name. I don't, I, there's nothing else for me to really. Well, it's like Laura Mercier always calling that product that sells so well of hers tinted moisturizer. Totally. It's like you're not wearing foundation, but you are kind of But And people foundation. like, people want a face oil at this yeah. point. Like a face oil, something people are comfortable with. A tinted face oil feels like it's doing all the work. Yeah. Great, well, great naming mechanism. It's well named and it's a great product. It's just a really, really light, almost translucent foundation that also moisturizes because it's oil-based. And I like a little bit of extra coverage sometimes and in general like like a little bit of help with color but whenever i use any sort of like skin skin toned product other than under my eyes yeah i feel like my face just goes flat and it's yeah, really yeah, unflattering yeah, yeah, and yeah. i don't it's like really, chalky yeah, yeah i just don't know how to contour so i just like lose all shape in my face yeah. but because this is so transparent it doesn't do that so i feel like it's foundation for dummies like i can just rub it all over i and don't think great. you need to learn how to contour I would love to learn how to contour. I don't know. I just feel like it looks so good when people do it on the internet. Okay. Um, (laughs) I I think, or for just, you know, a special occasion contour, you know, it just doesn't seem, it seems like it should be low on the priority list. Oh, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I also just don't think I'll ever nail it. Um, But I, but no, I just like it for times when I want a little bit of extra coverage or a little more like polish, I guess. Polish. Yeah. Yeah. Polish is the word we decided. We've talked um, about this on I this can't podcast remember. before Possibly. because I remember asking you about the polish thing. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Um, regardless, people <laughs> should take 10% off with the code a few things. That's right. Um, okay, something else we've been talking about a lot on the podcast lately. But we have no choice now. Oh my gosh. Something that's really... Uh, peaking in, in public consciousness is um, our our very dear friends at Pretzel Perfection. Yes, their snack mix. Well, the the artist formerly known as Pretzel Perfection, now just known as Perfection Snacks. Perfection Snacks. Yes, and at some snacks. point in the mix, known as Party Perfection. Yeah. We can spend another episode breaking down um, exactly how the names have shifted over time, but what we do know is that. Pretzel Perfection, a.k.a. Pretzel Snacks, a.k.a. Perfection Snacks, a.k.a. whatever. 
got New York Times coverage last week. And Huge. thank you to everyone who sent it to us. That's right. Thank you, everyone. Who um, we were thrilled for our friends at Pretzel Perfection. Oh, my gosh. Thrilled. Absolutely thrilled. We, we honestly really thought that the most um, <laughs> we thought the most we'd ever learn about them was through that documentary. Right. That, it, yes, in that two and a half minutes in flight entertainment video uh-huh. that you call a documentary. Yes, yeah. absolutely. We did not I think never that there dreamed was my... that this would come our way. Well, well, kids, um, <laughs> the co- the context of the article is that basically airlines have been improving their snack programs and have been bringing on indie snacks, partially because they realize that it is like a ch- one of the cheapest ways to improve and differentiate their product <laughs> offering because people when they fill out surveys are like, they're like, what do you want? And they're like, better snacks and like more leg room. And they're like, well, leg room's expensive. <laughs> we'll do snacks. Right. Um, so that is partially how this brand came into our lives. Mm-hmm. So basically when they were picked up by Delta in 2017, they were selling a hundred thousand bags of their delicious gluten-free snacks a month. And now they, they sold this year, they sold 8 million bags a month. Mm-hmm. And had $16 million of revenue last year. Which is amazing. Not bad for, for fake Cheetos, Doritos, and pretzels. I think it's Not fantastic. Bad. I'm, I'm so thrilled. I'm thrilled for Amy Holick and Me her too. B- little business that she started out of her kitchen for I'm so her impressed. child's classroom. I'm also proud of Delta. <laughs> Which is I'm my favorite airline. It, same. Listen, I'm a Sky. I'm a loyal Sky Miles member. Um, it was a little bit of a depressing article because at the end of the day, you do just want more legroom. Yeah. And it was also a little odd that, and I'm not arguing with this, but it was, it was an interesting choice to make Pretzel Perfection the lead because the because as you mentioned, the well, so part of the conceit of the article was not only that like this is something they're offering, but that. It's sort of to give them to help cred, with branding, cred. give them a little yeah. bit of cred. Like, look, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. working with these small indie manufacturers that you may like, have seen at your like at the cool shops and where right, whatever neighborhood at your local like artisanal grocer, right? Totally. Yeah, pretzel perfection, I love, and I would never want to say anything disparaging oh my gosh, about it, but I wouldn't not. call it cool. Well, you didn't. It's not something that you saw out in the wild, and then we're like, they sell this on Delta. <laughs> right. You saw this on Delta, and then you wanted to see it out in the wild. Yeah. Listen, I mean, like the logo may have like Comic Sans in it or like some iteration at some point had Comic Sans. Like it's like not there's no like cool illustrator and like butcher paper inspired packaging happening here. It's not. Well, and one of the other things cited in the article Mm. where the cool house, cool house, which is um, ice cream sandwiches on like certain JetBlue flights or certain, you know, seating classes, but more likely Mm -hmm. of JetBlue flights. And that is a brand that that's a brand where you're like, what pretty packaging? Let yes. me Instagram this. Nobody's really well. Now people are Instagramming pretzel perfection. I think 100. percent I also I think I'm also very impressed with ice cream on an airplane in general. Oh yeah. Um, in a way that doesn't make sense because because freezer storage has existed for like a long time, but to <laughs> right. me it still feels like United takes a lot of pride in their like first class uh, ice cream sundae bar and totally. Fact, uh, I believe they now refer to it as like our famous ice cream sundae. It's not good, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's ice cream on an airplane, and that's yeah, something exactly. Um, so our second pretzel perfection update. I'm mm. just can, I can keep calling it pretzel perfection, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows what you're talking okay. about. Okay. Um, is that Liz, our editor, mm-hmm. 
bought us some like on the internet which i don't know why it didn't even occur to me that that was possible no it was and and generous very generous so generous and when she gave it to us she was like this isn't a gift and i and i don't understand what a gift is if this is not a gift this is a true gift and let me tell you something when you buy what i assume is like the regular size bag of yeah. snack mix it's huge it's you know how it's huge. You know how one of the first things you learn about in consumer reports for kids is how much air is in a bag of potato chips. Not that much in this. This is like full of pretzel mix. It's so much pretzel mix. It's described as it's three, three servings. servings, and it feel it genuinely feels like yeah. it. Because sometimes with potato chips, when they say three servings, yeah. you're like, "That's one, sir," and I'm <laughs> yeah. being lied to. No, this feels like three servings. It's such a nice g- gift. And when yeah. I say this feels like three servings. It's on the table next to us. Yeah, we brought um, it with for us. this conversation. It's a great, it's a great podcast snack. It's a wonderful podcast mm-hmm. snack. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I mean, this likely won't be the last you'll hear. No, about pretzel that's all perfection. I have to say about that. Now, yeah. <laughs> listen. Hopefully, we At can get Amy Holick, founder of Pretzel Perfection, on can the we show. Work on that. Yeah, yeah, we should do that. Okay. okay. All right. Good. Okay. Let's bring on our guest for today, though. Yes. Um, so excited about our next guest. Longtime fans, first time interviewers. Um, <laughs> Katie Storino is a founder of the beauty company Mega Babe. She is the dog mom to Instagram and real world famous dogs Muppet and Cheese and RIP Pants and Toast of Toast Meets World fame. Um, she is also the creator of and the face of the 12-ish style, a leading style blog and Instagram for plus size women that I follow pretty religiously. Oh my gosh. I also feel like everything you just listed, people are going to be like, wait, I follow all those things and I didn't know it was the same person. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so that's you, Katie. It's you're me. the ma- yes. you're, That's you. Yes. You're the magical person behind all uh-huh. of this. Do you oh feel like God. one of those many things is your primary focus right now? Or are you just... It's you, like the top bullet yeah. on your LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would say that... Um, 12-ish and Mega Babe are yeah. definitely mm-hmm. the things that I'm waking up and going after every yeah. morning. Um, the the dog accounts are really what allowed me to do what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. I started the 12-ish style because um, Toast was actually on a shoot for NARS, mm-hmm. which is very mm-hmm. funny. Um, <laughs> what's, yeah. so, what's so funny about a dog ad- you know, advertising, advertising makeup? makeup yeah. 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 yeah, What's weird? Yeah. Okay, so Toast was on a shoot with yeah. NARS. So sure. I was on a shoot with NARS and Man Repeller, and uh-huh. then I met the girls from Man Repeller, and they did a style profile on me. I remember that. Wow. I know. It was like yeah. really oh, early yes. on when I started following yeah. you. Yes. Yeah. And then I... W- and then I it, it was basically through that that I realized that there was a hole in the market for mm-hmm. plus size fashion. And I started my blog uh, intended to target women who are kind of in size purgatory, mm-hmm. like around mm-hmm. like the 12 to 18 mm-hmm. spots. But um, it ended up being for for every woman. No, yeah, it's just like for women. It yeah. is. It's so I get so much right. out of it. Thank yeah. you. And you're not a plus size woman. Well, like, I'm not I'm not size twelve. Yeah. But that's the yeah. that's the yeah. thing. Like, yeah. I think it's but just very much. It's not about size discriminatory. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. I really um and I mean even in getting pregnant and like the struggles with finding like dr- body things, changes. things to yeah. wear, yeah. body changes. Yeah. Finding workout clothes. Well, you've to wear. experienced for the first time what what many people experience all the time, which is like not being able to find things exactly. that fit and and being dissatisfied yes. with the offerings and yeah. having followed your 
blog and your Instagram made me think about it in a totally different light and also made me be like, oh, this is what people who are plus size, who have other issues around dressing or whatever feel like all the time, which yes. is that the mainstream doesn't cater to me. Yes. And so or I, care about me. Yeah, care not exactly. even care. Right, right. Just, just doesn't give acknowledge a shit. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, and I've talked about this at, at, at great length on this podcast, but my big thing was I'm really like love working out. It's a big part of my life. And Nike, who I always buy workout clothes from, doesn't make maternity workout clothes and mm. outdoor voices. And like mm. all these people that I'm used to shopping from don't serve me in this stage of my life. And I was like, oh, I'm getting this very small taste of what mm-hmm. other people feel all the time. I didn't think I was like super confident in how I felt all the time. I knew that I thought about it a little too much, but I was like, oh, I have all sorts of issues that I just never really acknowledged. Oh, uh, and yeah. and it really made me admire you even more because I was like, I thought like, I thought I, I don't know if I describe myself as like body positive or like confident, but I was just like, oh, it really takes like work to get to wrap your head around this in a way that feels healthy. Well, and then once you start to notice the things that you're saying to to yourself in the mm-hmm. mirror or yeah. just like comments and, and your general, the, that ticker tape in your head, like what are you saying to yourself, right? Yes. Like, ugh, like are you making those kinds of noises? Are you right. like, I should have done this. I shouldn't have done this. I This like constant stream of self-talk we have um about our bodies is generally negative for women. Mm-hmm. And no, how are you totally projecting is. it out into the world yes. and onto your friends and other people? Yes. And yeah, what yeah, are not to your friends is yeah. a real thing too. Yeah. That, yeah. I, yeah. That I've become really conscious of and my kid like one day, Yeah, you yeah. know? Yeah. Cause I'm always like, I don't know if I can raise a kid with a healthy body image if I don't have one myself. And that's where the work know? comes in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I know. Um, so can, when did you, so can we go back? How, when exactly did you start 12-ish? And when you were coming up with, you know, concepting what you wanted this to be, where did you start? I started, <laughs> where did I start? <laughs> I started with. Um, what was you on your vision board? <laughs> well, you know what? I'm not much of a writer. So I didn't really want to have a blog, but I, okay. but yeah. that's like what people. You're a content do. creator. I'm, I'm. You know what? I'm just a chatter. Yeah, you're sure. I love but to it's chat. sure. So right. That's yeah. like yeah. what Shut, I like to fine. do. Yeah. Um, Call it what you will. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I'm just. I I love video. I I don't love to write that much. Yeah. So um, but I had to do a blog. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's like what the people were doing. Um. So I, I came up with my name. I, I went out there and I launched and I was like, what am I supposed to do now? Take selfies? Yeah. yeah. Like, uh-huh. what is this? <laughs> yeah, How do you yeah. be a blogger? Right. Um, but then I just went, I fell back on my skill set, which was uh, public relations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I started to think about, okay, um, let's do a roundup. <laughs> like, right. like nine pairs of shoes, mm-hmm. over a size 12 for fall, extended calf Mm-hmm. boots like mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. like that and these are still the same things that I do basically yeah. every season because they're a problem every it's season it's a to provide that service yes. is what people need exactly yeah. and that's just what I was doing for myself I think it's really funny people are like what are your favorite brands where do you love to shop mm-hmm. but the 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 factor still exists that existed when I started which is that I don't have a brand that I walk in and I say I this love, has everything this has everything for yeah. me um, there is no brand like Few that people for me. do Right? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like people have their go-tos, yeah, or at so, least yeah. they have the choice. I right. think what I have is I can walk into, like, my sweater today is from... Which is excellent. Thank you. It's got Kermit on it. I hate that I bought it. I love it. It's from, because um, it was expensive, and mm-hmm. it was from... But Kermit's timeless. Sandro? Yeah. 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 Who and Sandra doesn't make my size. Yeah, Sandra doesn't care about dressing me. There yeah. and I, I was checking out with this sweater, which was a very expensive sweater, and 
uh, I said, they said, is this your first time shopping with us? And I said, yes, this is pretty much the only thing in your store that has ever whatever fit Mm -hmm. me. And uh, he said, that is not true. We make a beautiful cape. Holy shit. And I was like, okay, what about like. He's like, oh, there are two things. There are two things. Yeah. 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 You're wrong. Throw this cape over your head. (laughs) We cut a sheet open and just drape it on you. But like, that was my feeling as I was like, oh, okay. So the cape, but none of the skirts, the dresses, your pants, like anything else that you've actually put design thought Mm -hmm. into. Mm -hmm. Um, That's kind of my shopping experience. So what brands do work for you? What brands are you like, okay, there's a a good shot that there'll be something here that will work for me and speak to me and... Well, extended, like people are starting to slowly extend their sizes. Yep. So Mara Hoffman has started mm-hmm. to do it, yep. which I'm really happy yeah. about because I've been wearing her like kind of larger yep. styles for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Rachel Antonoff has started yes. to extend, who I love. Um, there's like for denim, I wear Good American. Mm-hmm. I wear Warp and Weft. Mm-hmm. Um, I wear NYDJ for years. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Do you know about that brand? Yeah, yeah. Not, uh, the, not your daughter's jeans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, originally. Yeah. Originally, now it's NYDJ. NYDJ. Yeah. yeah. But they they were the only people who were making stretchy jeans that I could fit into maybe ten years ago. Yeah, huh. yeah. Um, and there are so many brands that are emerging right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 inconsistent. Yeah, but right. people are trying, and yeah. I, you have to applaud people for trying. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, what do you have tips for people who are struggling with like body image issues um, of any sort? Like, what it, what are the sorts of things you do? Um, that have gotten you to a healthy place about it. I think the body thing is so interesting because it really reflects what else is going on in your life mm-hmm. for the most part, I think. what Because people take all sorts of things out in their bodies. Yeah. Right? We overeat due to stress. We undereat due to stress. Mm-hmm. What food is so connected to our emotions. Right. Um, I think if you find yourself in a place where you're on an extreme and you know it Mm -hmm. that you can definitely, it's a sign that you need to do some work in your brain. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, But if you, if you are, I think that there's that there's Mm -hmm. like, there's like the extremes. And then I think that there's just like the people who are living their lives who I, you know what I'll, I'll say, I have so many friends who have kids and they have, they look incredible. Mm-hmm. They look better than they did in high school, college, yeah. when they were 22. Mm-hmm. I mean, they look incredible. And all I hear, <clears throat> oh, don't put me in a bathing suit. Yeah. Oh, uh. mm-hmm. It's all this negative self-talk. And self-talk and I, I am that friend. Oh. <laughs> but it's like, but it's yeah. why. Why? Yeah, no, you look yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And, and shouldn't you say, like, damn, I look good. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. Like, no, totally. I, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I can't connect with that type of, um, I, it's hard for me to connect. And yeah. so I basically, I start with saying, what are you saying to yourself in the mirror? Right. Yeah. And then what are you saying to friends? And right. then when, what is that communication and dialogue? What is, if you just start to notice it, you right. can start to stop it. But yeah, to be mindful of it, yes. which is like at yeah. the root of yeah, so yeah, many yeah, yeah, yeah. issues yes. in general, yes. just being mindful of yes. it. Yes. And it's wanting so to stop it. Yeah. Some people don't. Um, what made you want to start a product line? It's the thing that happens with people when they can't find what they like. Yeah. So I was using a men's anti-chafe stick for Uh years, Uh years and years. Uh Um, And I I think it was maybe it was two summers ago. I said, why is this the thing I'm pulling out of my handbag? Why is there nothing on the market? I went, Mm -hmm. I went on the Amazons. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
And I looked and it was like you journeyed to the Amazons. D's nuts for her. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah. Fresh, well that branding spoke yeah. to you, so done. Yeah. I, yeah. Said, <laughs> I said, I don't need to do anything here. Yeah. Um, and like the fresh fresh balls yeah. for mm. her. So um I I was like, Ooh, we have a we have something missing here. So I decided I've never made product before, but I decided to um, see if I could come up with something better mm-hmm. than a cook. Where um, did you start? Product is so hard. Like, I, yeah. personal hard. care product. I, yeah. I'm just, I'm a big fan of asking people. Yeah. Yeah. So I just Agreed. asked some people who have lines. I said, yeah. where, do, where are your factories? Right. Yeah. I yeah. got on the phone with the people and got mm-hmm. got transferred to enough uh, enough factories where I found someone who said, oh, we do that. That's so um, interesting. And then I, I, I worked from there. Can you talk us through the problems you're solving with the products in Megawave? Yes. Yeah. It's more, so people say, okay, but like well, women can still use that anti-chafe stick mm-hmm. that yeah. you were using and it's less expensive. And I say, um, it's not made for them. It doesn't smell nice. It doesn't work the way ours does. And at the end of the day, it doesn't empower you in mm-hmm. a way that Megababe does. All of our products are meant to stop women from feeling shame or taboo and stop whispering about like thigh things that women deal and, with. Yes, yeah. things that women are dealing with all yeah. the time. Yeah. We are conditioned to want to fix problems that are cosmetic. Yeah. Yeah. And that are surface. But but everyday comfort, having nothing to do with your size or if you you know this like thigh gap thing, yeah. like it has nothing yeah. to do with that. It's just women the way your body's shaped, your, your here are women's are bodies, here yeah. are things that like women deal with and here are problems we're not solving. And why am I doing for not talking about it really openly and just saying my thighs chafe or under my boobs chafes or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Like how are we gonna make progress on yes. it? And then the other thing that I think is so important about what you're doing is that women's comfort is so important and it has always been undervalued. Undervalued. Yeah. I mean, look at the high heel right like look at everything and it's like especially as I've gotten older we always joke that when we first started the business we wore high heels all the time to be which is how you could tell you we were insecure yeah Yeah. exactly (laughs) and now not that I don't like a good heel sometimes but like if we're if you're wearing high heels on an 89 degree day walking between meetings in Soho in a silk dress it's not because you like how the heel feel like looks or feels exactly it was like this is what we thought we had to be doing to take to be taken seriously and now I always think about it and I'm like why would I hinder myself I have so many places to be in a day I have so much yeah. I have to get done yeah. and physical discomfort is just a distraction from all of it yes. and it is so important to solve for it yes yes so thank you thank you <laughs> so you have the thigh glide thigh glide no did it's, I just um make- it's the thigh rescue thigh rescue, thigh rescue and, and bust dust, dust for yes. under boob sweat um, we launched a feminine wipe that mm-hmm. is flushable and biodegradable because being That's biodegradable awesome. was important Absolutely. to me. Absolutely. And um, the feminine wipe really is just, it's like a, I, I'm like a messy person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. it's yeah. more just like a, yeah. a towelette sort of situation. It's like a towel that you can use yeah. on your vagine. Yeah. And then um, our deodorant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are so good at names. Like between oh, the dogs yeah. and twelveish style oh. and bust dust yeah, and rosy you. pits. Like this is all thank you very phenomenal. much. Yeah. So I work with my sister who's terrible at naming. <laughs> and I work with my best friend in San Francisco who yeah. is excellent at naming. Oh so we gosh. brainstorm things and she yeah. has to hear like we you know, we we go back and forth and everyone's terrible ideas get put out on the table Great. and then we come up with something. That's what you good. have to do. Yes. That's what you have to do. Yeah. Can you talk about the dogs? How did that happen? It happened uh, (laughs) because I made it happen. I dog Instagram people like think it's very normal now, but 
five years ago, it was not normal. No. No. So when I, when I, I I think toast always looked very special to me. Yes. Yeah. She just had, she just, her floppy tongue, like her disposition, the way you, she let you lay her down and like dress her up and all the things that she, she did. I knew that that was different and special. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to, um, I wanted to give it a try. And so I, I said. And by it, you were like, give her, like make her famous. Yes. I wanted to make her famous. Yeah. Did, was it you wanted to you, be a stage mom for her? I did. Yeah. Did yeah. you immediately? The Chris Jenner of the dog world. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That's good. That should yeah. actually be the top line of your yeah. LinkedIn. Like, <laughs> I mean, I know all these other things are like very no, important and impressive. Actually, the but, dog thing is the thing that really yeah. gets me fired up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> did you immediately know that Instagram was the path to becoming the Chris Jenner of the dog world? I felt that it was an opportunity that didn't exist before because the trained TV dogs, mm-hmm. like pet modeling, that I nothing, none of that really resonated. Yeah. I was like, this is it. These okay. are people who want to look at a cute face and pass yeah. it around the internet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she's got it. Yeah. Right. Look, I'm still fired up. I, yeah. <laughs> I she's wish got you could it. see yeah. the face she yeah. just made. <laughs> <laughs> it, was yeah. just, it was amazing. Um, so well, so I told my family and yeah. friends, I yeah. was like, this, I was like, oh, Toast is going to be famous. Yeah. I'm starting an Instagram account. It's like a big deal. Yeah. And then everyone was like, sure. Yeah, yeah, like you're insane. Yeah. <laughs> but then you did it. But then I did it. How and did it, you do it? I don't know. What is that? Um, I some store has like on the their window it says it's only a crazy idea until you do it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then right? yeah, that's and it. Um, and yeah, so I did it, and I used my I fell back in my PR background mm-hmm. again, back to it, and I just took her on as a client, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> We'll just pitch her out to media yep. and like. Did you give yourself a decent commission in the deal? <laughs> <laughs> All right, should yes. I say? Did she give you a decent? She commission? did. Toast okay. modeled a lot of yeah. accessories yeah. that I wanted. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, great. Yes. yeah, yeah. Um, but also, um, media at, at first also were like, no, what's this? Really? Yeah, they were like, this is not a thing that <laughs> we're covering by. Um, but really, it was. Uh, Leandra, mm-hmm. she took like a from wacky, yep. yeah. Leandra from Man Repeller took like a wacky um, chance on us, and we did a Who Wore It Better with her. Amazing. And then who won Toast? I think Toast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. And then Eva Chen saw it, uh-huh. and she was like, "This is hilarious. I want to do a video." So yeah. we did a comedy video with her at Lucky. Okay. And then from there, it was like she just took off in. A she became a fashion born. dog. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And then she did the Karen Walker campaign um, where she was the only model. I thought I remember very much. Yeah. Yeah. So So good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. 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 Um, Oh my gosh. And Katie. And now, and now the, these other dogs you've, you've taken on have all just taken on. You've (laughs) got best clients. (laughs) Well, Muppet is, Muppet was my first dog. And. Okay. So Muppet's sort of like your Courtney Kardashian or like Muppet is Rob Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> it's called she's Don't tell Muppet you said that. Muppet's Revenge. That's her Instagram <laughs> yeah, account. Right, yeah. And she's like very not okay. famous. Okay, and okay. she has like a drinking problem. She like yeah, yeah, no yeah, one yeah, texts yeah. her back. Yeah, it's like, okay, okay. That's her yeah. persona. And then Pants yeah. um was in the puppy mill for they're all rescues. We're very rescue yeah. focused. And um Pants was very into like getting a job. Okay. okay. And okay. then she passed away uh-huh. earlier, like uh, about four months after toast. Uh-huh. Okay. So, which is really tough. How did, how was it hard to have to engage with your fans around that when you mm-hmm. just like wanted to mourn it? You know, um, for toast, I needed about a week before I told people. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I took that time and then I was able to like craft a message mm-hmm. and then 
I knew that people were going to want to mourn and celebrate in their own ways. So I wanted to have them have an outlet for that. We set up a, like a fundraising page and we raised over $12,000. That's incredible. Yeah. For puppy mill rescue. And, um, that I knew I just wanted to have a minute to get over the sadness and the shock on my own. And then I kind of released it because I saw people celebrating her and it made me so happy. Good. I think her, I, I think her legacy is really strong. And when Pants died, it was more like I was a fan of Pants more than I was a momager to Pants, a dogager <laughs> to Pants. Yeah. I just loved Pants. Yeah. She was so entertaining. So when she died, I was just right there with fans. Yeah. And I was like, can you fucking believe this? Right. You know? Yep. Yep. Um, are there any dog rescue or puppy mill organizations that you feel strongly about? Well, HSU, Humane Society of the United States, does a lot of um, important legislative work around puppy mills mm-hmm. to stop and ban them, pet stores, and and ban all the rule, um, mm-hmm. stop them from having like it's it's legal yeah. to have a puppy mill. So right, that's, right, right. That's, what that's they're the working big problem. Against. Yes. Yeah. Right. And then um, puppy mill rest. No, that's not what it's called. It's called National Mill Dog Rescue in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Is really excellent. Okay. Um, those are two that I I am always working with. That's amazing. Yeah. There's one other thing I wanted to talk to you about before we leave, um, which is the way you documented your egg freezing yes! process. Yes. Because we yeah. were we were super engaged. Yes. Super engaged. Because I feel like. If you're a woman in, I don't know, your mid to late 20s on, you have friends who are considering this, you might be considering this yourself. But there's no transparency into what the process is going to be. Nobody has any idea. I just feel like I had this very vague sense of like, oh, you have to get all these shots and the hormones will make you crazy. And like, it's kind of miserable and it's really expensive, but it's probably worth it. Right. And I was very much someone who wished, like, had kind of wanted to delay having kids forever. So had thought about it. Um, And yeah, just didn't feel like I had enough information. And I loved what you did. Yeah, that's what I found when I was like, well, I certainly know that I don't want kids right now. I don't know if I want kids ever. And I I knew that I should look into it because my sister went through nine rounds of IVF mm. to um, to have her baby. Another very not transparent process. Very, oh, my God, no. I just watched yes. that, the Paul Giamatti Netflix movie. No. What is this called? Oh, I, you didn't like it. You I, didn't. I just thought I had the cover. I was like, I don't need to watch this. I, the People one thing had I, really mixed reactions. The reviews have been very mixed. Yeah. I feel like I fall very in the middle because I appreciated just the timelining of like how IVF works oh, sure. that I didn't really have before, yeah. okay. which I feel like I should have sure. as an adult person, but yeah. I maybe yeah. didn't need this movie for it, but yeah. <laughs> no, but no one, well, no one talks about it. Same thing with egg freezing. And I, as soon as I started to talk about it, um, like people were like, oh, I froze my eggs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you froze your eggs? Like, you don't want to tell me about it? Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, this is like a secret process you right. went through? I have and- to ask and then like yeah. knock and have all the passwords to yes. get this information. Yes. Yeah. And then it was like, how how much was it? Another mm-hmm. like, I can't talk right. about it. Like, just so much, so many whispers. Well, and it's one of these things that if men could do it, you would have to like pass a test on it to graduate high school and it would be fully covered by your health <laughs> yes. insurance. Yes. But because it's not the case, this yes. is how it happens. Yes. Um, so what is egg freezing like? 
what is the process? It was really no problem. Yeah. And I mean that. Like, yeah. for it me looks like it. And yeah. You're, yeah. And that was one of the things I loved about watching you. I was like, oh, it doesn't feel like that big of a thing. And it gave yeah. me a sense of how long the process was for you. I was yeah. like, oh, that wasn't like an all no, consuming it's over. thing. Yeah. yeah. It was, it's like 12 days of shots. And I tried Not to. Not bad go, if I, you want to be able to make yeah. these decisions no, later in life. Exactly. Yeah. And I, and you had to go in every morning. They got me in and out really fast. It was like not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. And, and I tried to get some good drugs at the end, but they didn't give me them. They're like, you don't need that for this. And I was like, I was like, no, no, maybe. I, I do. Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. My mom was there. She's like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, anyway, I, I, it was just not that big of a deal yeah. for me. And yeah. Yeah. And it's very emotional for a lot of women because well, it and means everybody's body something, reacts. right? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, it means, mm-hmm. and there are hormones involved yes. that are also coursing through sure. your veins. In that and way. like, yeah. yeah, like, did I cry? Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. Was I bloated? Sure. Yeah. But like, it's also twelve days. It's twelve days. You can yeah. do anything for twelve days. Yeah, you right? have a bad flu for, for yeah. almost that long. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. It was very worth it for me because I haven't thought about it in a worrying way since. That's awesome to free right. yourself. That's really wonderful. That, right? that is tremendous. Yeah. I spent so much time worrying about not whether I could have them, but whether I wanted them. Yeah. And to lift that weight and to not and to occupy your brain with more productive or equally unproductive things sure. like this is a wonderful gift. How did you yourself. decide that you wanted them? I weighed a lot of factors, including, you know, what a when I wanted them, which was like when I was with my family, when I was with my husband in these scenarios in which I I really did want it. And then when I didn't, which was at work, and I tried to think about like the value mm. and and sort of like long-term impacts of work versus family. And I also tried to think a lot about what was driving my not wanting them. And I ultimately identified that that was really fear. And I was, didn't want to make a decision out of fear mm. or like based on fear. Yeah. And that, so I would say the fact that like narrowing it down to the fact that work and fear were the two big things keeping me from it they felt like not good reasons the same reasons for me yeah it's tough i still i mean listen i got (laughs) i've got eight weeks until he's here or you know depending when he decides to come and i still am like i don't know about this decision my sister sister was exactly that way she had her baby three days ago and she she said she took two full minutes before she looked at him when he came out she was like i don't know i don't know i don't know and then she looked at him and she was like i love him i love him yeah i love him so much and now she's just every day she's been like I love him so much. That's swooning. So it's like that's. I hope it, I, I hope it I is. have the same experience. You are going. I to. do yeah. sometimes have these night, whatever the opposite of a fantasy is, where I'm like, I could regret it. I could like get thrown into postpartum, miss the office, and going to work so much, yeah. and just be like, what did I do? Are you gonna take maternity leave? Yeah, some some form. We'll we'll also see. I don't know. And it's a weird thing to have to know that the most like foreign experience ever is about to enter yes. my life, and I have yeah. no idea how I'm yes. gonna react. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like I might be one of those people who's actually like, I can't think about work. I'm so obsessed with this thing. No, my sister is answering emails uh, from the hospital table. I yeah. expect that to be yeah. me. Yeah. Yes. And, and <laughs> I better. But who knows? Worse. But yeah. who knows? Yeah. It's but, no yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. not yeah. wrong to do that yeah. either. Yeah. No, there's like, not. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing that I think is so interesting is like, yeah, there's some amount of like shame. A feeling so of shame, shame if I do do that, or like I'm not supposed to. I don't, to think, there's a sh- I don't yeah. think there should be any shame in doing it, but I also don't think there should be any shame in not, not doing, doing it. it. Yeah, which I feel both. like is what I worry yes. about with you, not the other. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I'm worried about you yeah. being like, I mean, but I could look at that. Like, right. I could yeah, go to that meeting or like that. whatever. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, you're gonna be great. Um, thank okay. you, Katie. This was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Okay, that's the show. This has been a production of Dear Media. You can listen to us wherever podcasts are found, like Stitcher, iTunes, and now Spotify. Follow us at of a kind on Instagram and Twitter, and like our Facebook page. If you have ideas or requests for the show, email them to a few things at of a kind.com. To advertise, email advertising at of a kind.com. Our intro music, Butterfield East, is written and performed by the Soulful Saints, and we are recording at Alex's house. <laughs>